Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. These go to 11. Bueller? 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 We're on a mission from God. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 Hello there, and welcome back to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Brian Davis. For this week's episode, we're going to cover the most quotable movies. Not just a specific movie quote, but we want movies where, you know, they're in your DNA. Immediately when you think of it, you think of five different movie quotes. Or if someone were to say this particular movie quote from this movie, you would immediately know it. So those are the ones we're going to go through this week. However, before we get into my top five list... I'm going to read our two new iTunes reviews that we got, both five stars, so thank you for writing those. One is by All Strange Way, who says movies and more. It says it's great for commutes or downtime during the week or whenever I want to geek out about movies. Thank you so much. The next one is from Eagle Wisdom, who says love it. The show is so much fun and creative and part of my weekly podcast listening. I often discover new movies I missed out from years past. Looking forward to more. Well, you'll be getting a ton more, and hopefully you enjoy this week's episode. And again, if you do enjoy this show and you have an iTunes account, be sure to rate the show, which always helps. And if you have a, you know some more time, you can also write a review. All right, let's get into my top five list. Okay, so number five on my list for most quotable movies is Back to the Future from 1985. So I think it was in late 1984 when my family purchased their first VCR. And the old story goes that my dad won something like $500 gambling in Tahoe and then used the winnings to buy the greatest thing ever to a six-year-old kid who loves movies. And that, of course, is a VCR. So I watched this movie constantly on that first VCR and I listened to the soundtrack on cassette almost daily and basically became Marty McFly in my mind. So I, you know, I'd wish my mom had bought me a life jacket for my second grade wardrobe. That'd have been excellent. Then some kid could have come up to me and say, Dork thinks he's going to drown. So again, it's like movie quotes like that, that if you really love this movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, enjoy my favorite clips from Back to the Future. Hey, Biff, get all of this guy's life preserver. Dork thinks he's going to drown. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. You remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker, too. Save the clock tower! Save the clock tower! We're going to have to eat this cake by ourselves. Your Uncle Joey didn't make parole again. It would be nice if you all dropped him a line. Uncle Jailbird Joey? He's your brother, Mom. Yeah, I think it's a major embarrassment having an uncle in prison. We all make mistakes in life, children. God damn it, I'm like... David, watch your mouth! And over there in the blank pan is little baby Joey. So you're my Uncle Joey. Better get used to these bars, kid. Yes, Joey just loves being in his playpen. He cries whenever we take him out, so we just leave him in there all the time. Hey, Marty. I'm at your answering service while you're outside pouting over the car. Jennifer Parker called you twice. I don't like her, Marty. Any girl who calls up a boy is just asking for trouble. Oh, Mother, there's nothing wrong with calling a boy. I think it's terrible. Girls chasing boys. When I was your age, I never chased a boy or called a boy or sat in a parked car with a boy. Then how am I supposed to ever meet anybody? Well, 
It'll just happen. Like the way I met your father. That was so stupid. Grandpa hit him with the car. It was meant to be. Your father kissed me for the very first time on that dance floor. And it was then that I realized that I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. You know where 1640 Riverside... Are you gonna order something, kid? Uh, yeah. Give me, give me a tab. Tab? I can't give you a tab unless you order something. Right, give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You're gonna pay for it. Hey, McFly! Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! Think, McFly! Think! Hey, hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is uh, where Ralph dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun. What's a rerun? You'll find out. You know, Marty, you look so familiar to me. Do I know your mother? Yeah, I think maybe you do. Do you, do you know where Riverside Drive is? It's uh, in the other end of town, a block past Maple, east end of town. Well, not block past Maple, that's, uh, that's John F. Kennedy Drive. Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. Parents are probably idiots, too. Lorraine, you ever have a kid who acts that way, I'll disown you. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? <laughs> Then who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. I suppose Jane Wyman is a first lady. Whoa, wait, Doc. And Jack Benny is secretary of the treasury. Please, Scott. One other thing. If you guys ever have kids and one of them, when he's eight years old, accidentally sets fire to the living room rug, go easy on them. Damn, where is that kid? Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Number four for my favorite, most quotable movies is The Blues Brothers from 1980. So I remember my parents renting this when I was in first or second grade and my dad telling me about the fabulous music. And really, it's one of the few musicals I enjoy watching over and over, probably because it doesn't feel like a musical. Or maybe it's because the soundtrack is filled with kick-ass R&B and blues music. I don't know. But what I do remember is being enthralled with the dialogue because it's really the first movie I remember being allowed to watch that had tons of fucks and shits in it. Of course, then I would recite my favorite scenes to my friends. My friends' parents love me, I'm sure. My favorite scene to recite was with the boys and their childhood nun. That scene with the penguin always cracks me up and still does. The county took a tax assessment of this property last month. They want $5,000. Doesn't the church have to pay that? They would if they were interested in keeping the place. But they aren't. The archbishop wants to sell this building outright to the Board of Education. What's going to happen to you? I'll be sent to the missions. Africa. Latin America. 
for you. Forget it. Five grand, no problem. We'll have it for you in the morning. Let's go, Elwood. No, no. I will not take your filthy stolen money. Well, then. I guess you're really up shit creek. I beg your pardon. What did you say? I offered to help you. Mm-hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm-hmm. Then I said, I guess you're really up shit creek. Ow! Christ, Jake, take it easy, man. Elwood, oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Ow! Jesus Christ! Christ. Oh, shit! Hey, shit! Stop, you bitch! Hey! Jesus Christ! Oh, you fat penguin! Ah! Ah! Fuck this noise, man! such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. It saddens and hurts me that the two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Get out and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. Boys, you got to learn not to talk to nuns that way. You know, what eight-year-old wouldn't love hearing this stuff? Between the epic car chase scenes, the awesome music, having Princess Leia trying to kill Jake and Elwood with everything from a missile launcher to a flamethrower, a machine gun, and a bomb, it's a movie that I would continue to watch over and over again throughout my childhood. And there are so many great quotes. You'll just have to hear them now. The band. forwarding address phone number no did they live quietly what were their personal habits they were good boys but they made a lot of racket at night are you the police no ma'am we're musicians how much for the little girl the women how much for the women what your women I, I, I want to buy your women the little girl your daughters sell them to me sell me your children Mater D Mater D, you, how much for your wife? <laughs> We're putting the band back together. If you say no, Elwood and I will come here for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of the week. Okay, okay, I'll play, you got me. But babes, this is Jake and Elwood, the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers? Shit. They still owe you money, fool. Tell me a little about this electric piano, right? Ah, oh, you have a good eye, my man. That's the best in the city of Chicago. How much? 2,000 bucks and it's yours. You can take it home with you. As a matter of fact, I'll throw in the black keys for free. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Who wants an orange whip? Orange whip? Orange whip? Three orange whips. It's good to see you, sweetheart. 
you contemptible pig. I remained celibate for you. I stood at the back of a cathedral, waiting in celibacy for you, with 300 friends and relatives in attendance. My uncle hired the best Romanian caterers in the state. To obtain the seven limousines for the wedding party, my father used up his last favors with Mad Pete Trollo. So for me, for my mother, my grandmother, my father, my uncle, and for the common good, I must now kill you and your brother. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Number three is Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986. So whenever I was homesick from school, this always seemed to be one of the go-to movies I would watch. John Hughes and his brilliant and creative movies are sorely missed in today's Hollywood. During the famous parade scene when Matthew Broderick lip-synced Twist and Shout, I asked my dad if that was really him singing. I think I was seven or eight at the time. My dad replied, uh, No, I believe that's some little-known band from England called The Beatles. Thanks, Dad. He did make a point of telling me that the Isley Brothers were the first to have a hit with that song. So as a kid, Ferris seemed like a blast and was fun to watch, but I always laughed the hardest at the scenes with the principal, Ed Rooney, played by Jeffrey Jones, and Ferris's sister, Jeannie, or Shauna, played by Jennifer Grey. Another great scene is with Charlie Sheen, who only appears at the end and plays this strung-out punk who's arrested for drugs. And you'll know after you hear the scene that I'm going to play next. But as we all discovered years later, this role wasn't much of a reach for old Charlie. Winning. Drugs. Thank you. No, I'm straight. I meant, are you in here for drugs? Why are you here? Drugs. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Bueller. Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever. Fry? Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Gummy bear? They've been in my pocket. They're real warm and soft. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. Shit. say it again life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it call me sir god damn it here's the score nothing nothing who's winning the bears you're still here it's over go home go number two is this is spinal tap from 1984 
I mean, this is just one crazy one-liner after another. And if you're a fan of, of rock music or hard rock music, especially from the 80s, uh, this is a, a must-see movie. And I think every major band has had, quote, a Spinal Tap moment. Uh, this is one of the best satirical movies that has ever been made, and it, it's even funnier if you're a fan of hard rock or heavy metal. So don't get me wrong, I love my metal bands, but I'll admit that the genre can be absolutely ridiculous and really is, can be a parody of itself. You know, seeing a miniature version of Stonehenge on stage and having a dwarf dance around it is absolutely priceless because um, Black Sabbath actually tried to have a Stonehenge during their uh, Born Again tour back in 1983. So a lot of this came from real stuff. Or when the band is underneath the arena trying to get into the entryway to go on stage and they keep selling, hello, Cleveland, and they can't find themselves and they keep running into the, you know, the janitor and things like that. This actually happened to a lot of bands. I think it even happened to Judas Priest and many other bands. And even the Mighty Metallica ended up putting an album called The Black Album. And, you know, there's a famous scene where Nigel, it's, he's, he's saying, it's like, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none, none more black. You know, it's stuff like this. It's so, it's so subtle, but it's perfect. This is a top to, uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh, 11, right. 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes, you're going to be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? I put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. It's like, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None is that good? more black. I do not for one think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. All right? That tended to understate the hugeness of the object. I really think you're just making a much too big a thing out of it. Making a big thing out of it would have been a good idea. Nigel gave me a drawing that said 18 inches. All right? I know he did, and that's what now, I'm talking about. Now, he knows the difference between feet and inches is not my problem. I do what I'm told. But you're not as confused as him, are you? I mean, it's not your job to be as confused as Nigel is. It's my job to do what I'm asked to do by the creative element of this band. And that's what I did. The audience were laughing. So it became a comedy number. Yes, it did. Yes, it fucking well did. And it was not pleasant to be part of the comedy on stage. Backstage, perhaps, it was very amusing. Uh, Maybe we just fix the choreography and keep the dwarf clear. What do you mean? So we'll trot upon it. It's a home It's very pretty. 
just simple lines intertwining you know very much like i'm really influenced by mozart and bach and it's sort of in between those it's really it's like a mark piece really it's, what do you call this well this piece is called uh, lick my love pump yes. what's wrong with being sexy Let's talk about your reviews uh, a little bit regarding Intravenous de Milo. This tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. Well, that's, that's nitpicking, isn't it? The gospel according to Spinal Tap. This pretentious, ponderous collection of religious rock psalms is enough to prompt the question... What day did the Lord create Spinal Tap, and couldn't he have rested on that day, too? Uh, that one. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, Shit Sandwich. Um, <laughs> where they print where that? that? Where yeah. they print that? That's not real. That's you can't print that. It's, it's still a stupid It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Yeah, it's just clever. Clever. Turn about. All right, number one for most quotable movies is Airplane. I mean, could it be any different? Airplane is the most quotable movie, and it's also one of the most funniest movies. It's just a perfect, perfect type of comedy, and it's a perfect type of comedy for uh, one-liners and, and just memor There are so many memorable quotes that you couldn't possibly list them all, but some of my favorites are like, um, you know, Peter Graves, who plays the uh, <laughs> very creepy uh, pilot who is constantly saying inappropriate things to young Joey, which you will hear next. Uh, Lloyd Bridges, who picks the wrong week for doing every sort of narcotic possible. Um, the female announcer and male announcer at the airport who are complaining about the white zone and red zone eventually coming down to, um, you know, it's about the female um announcer getting an abortion and of course i had no idea what that meant at seven or eight years old so i think my parents had to explain it or maybe they just let me you know believe whatever i wanted to because it was funny anyway this is one of my favorite movies of all time so enjoy hearing clips from airplane we'll get into other people's picks and then i'll come back wrap this all up i just want to tell you both good luck we're all counting on you Roger, Denver. we have a visitor hello hi Captain Over, Mr. Murdoch, and Mr. Boston. This is Joey Hammond. Oh, hi, Joey. Come on up here. You can see better. Joey, we have something here for our special visitors. Would you like to have it? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sure. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No, why don't you take care of it? Joey, you ever hang around a gymnasium? We better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while if you'd like. Could I? Okay, if you don't get in the way. Flight 209 to Denver Radio. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Joey, have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? <laughs> Besides, I'm 26 and I'm not married. Uh, we're going to make it. You've got to believe that. Dr. Rumack, do you have any idea when we'll be landing? Pretty soon. How are you bearing up? To be honest, I've never been so scared. But at least I have a husband. <laughs> Tighten me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. She's gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. 
What it is, big mama? My mama Louise, no dummies. I duck a rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's it's a a crazy 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 say, crazy say, 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 Chomping when it help, chomp don't get the hell. Say can't hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in him. Would you like something to read? Do you have anything light? Oh, how about this leaflet, famous Jewish sports legends? Yes, thank you. A man who knows that plane inside and out, it won't crack under pressure. How about Mr. Rogers? Mayday! Mayday! Mayday, what the hell is that? Mayday? Why, that's the Russian New Year. You know, we'll have a big parade and we'll serve hotter your... No, I don't know what's going on. Gee, this weather bulletin just came off the wire. Johnny, what do you make out of this? This? Well, I could get capped, or a brooch, or pterodactyl, because you're um... What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. The white zone is for a loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the red zone. The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the red zone. The red zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the white zone. Passengers certain to die. Airline negligent. There's a sale at Penny's. The oil pressure. I forgot to check the oil pressure. When Kramer hears about this, the shit's gonna hit the fan. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Okay, Kent is back, and he's got one movie, and it's one of my favorite quotable <laughs> movies, too. Hopefully HR doesn't call us or anything in the middle of this, but that's okay. So what is the movie? Thank you. It's uh, Anchorman. Awesome. So. And I was, I can't remember song lyrics. I can remember, I can barely find my keys in the morning, but this movie, I can remember so many quotes, and it's fun to... So what are the few that immediately come to your mind? Uh, my favorite one is maybe just uh, I'm kind of a big deal. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a big deal. When he's mm-hmm. trying to impress the the the, uh, the woman, Christine Applegate. Christine Applegate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got I bought this slogan as a T-shirt on eBay, and I sent it to my. Uh, I have a cousin who's a general in the army, and we're mm-hmm. the same age, and we always make fun about how we're going on different career paths because I travel a lot, and he's oh. a big time. Uh, Military guy, so I sent him the shirt, the shirt, so he can wear it around. That's perfect. <laughs> it was fun. Do the uh, do when people do they immediately think Anchorman, or they do they get the irony of it, or they? Yeah, well, I have to be careful how okay. I say that. Yeah. <laughs> if they, if there's, if there's no context, right? Like, they're like, typical American. It's you true. Know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, one, one very quick story I have is mm-hmm. uh, I was in another country. I was in somewhere in Europe that wasn't a native English-speaking country. And they, I, remember, I was two guys were walking towards me, and one guy said to the other, 
90% of the time, it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to, I didn't, I, I was busy. I had to go somewhere, but I wanted to correct. And I go, no, no, it's 60% of the time. Yeah. It works every time. <laughs> but, but it was funny. That I know, I that's that. when you know you're the movie geek. Yeah. When, like, you hear, you're like, you're going in the right direction, but you're not quite right. <laughs> so did you enjoy the sequel? I haven't seen it. Oh, you know I, okay. I was excited about it. And then I didn't hear so much about mm-hmm. it. many good things. And it's, and I also kind of want to save it for something special. Sure. But I, it feels, I mean, I love the Anchorman. I was, it's, it feels crazy that I didn't see the second one. And they promoted the hell out of they that did. thing. Uh, you could, Will Ferrell was on the cover of Dog Fancy. Yeah. And like that kind of thing. I mean. I just remember the first time I saw the, the first one in the theater. And it was really the first time I, I saw, I think, Steve Carell. And mm. he, his kid, Brick, mm. it just cracked me up. It was yeah. just, he, he's so perfect. And so they do expand on his character in the uh, second one, and he, he meets a love interest. So I won't give it away for you when you actually yeah. see it, but it, there are some priceless scenes with him. Uh, so it's really well done. I like how there's kind of a Rat Pack feel to that movie, too, yeah. with Ben Stiller and uh-huh. Vince Vaughn, and they all have uh, funny lines. Oh, yeah, and that ending scene where they're all doing battle. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. like it's one cameo after another. It's so good. Yeah. But yeah, but the, the camaraderie between like Paul Rudd and Will mm. Ferrell and Steve Carell and then um, I forget his name but I, I can picture his face uh, uh, the ball uh, guy so, yeah. yeah David Kuchner Kuchner yes yes yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah he's the bad place I think it's Champ Champ that's yeah. right yeah he's great so uh, this will be fun to put all these clips in so well, good luck alright <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot kid. Sure. do you know who I am no I, I can't say that I do I don't know how to put this but kind of a big deal really people know me i'm very happy for you i'm very important uh i have many leather-bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany (laughs) she gets a special cologne it's called sex panther by odion it's illegal in nine countries yep it's made with bits of real panther so you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. It's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. <laughs> Hey, sweet cheeks. Got an invite I'd like to extend your way. My God. What is that smell? Oh. That's the smell of desire, my lady. God, no, it smells like like a used diaper filled with Indian food. Oh, excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair.
pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? I'm Rick Tamlin. People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. I like to eat ice cream and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48 and am what some people call mentally retarded. All right, we're back with Sarah. And so this this week we're doing most quotable movies. And, it, and it, every, it, everything's quotable in a different way. So right, it'll be interesting what you think. It's funny because I have, you know, certain people that I hang out with and they'll have certain quotes. It's, it's always a tricky thing because if not everybody knows what you're quoting, it's not always funny. Right, of but, course. So my sister and I, if anybody's ever having a conversation and there's a lot, somebody says something that's remotely close to like a line in a movie, mm-hmm. probably from the 80s or 90s. Right. Or like a song, we'll bust into the dialogue, right? Of course. And so her husband, who's from the East Coast and apparently was outside playing for his childhood. Um, Loser. He's, right, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. what are you talking about, world? Don't you remember seeing, like, yeah. what's eating Gilbert Gray, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't. And we're like, yeah, okay. Because you saw it once. Right. And that was it. Yeah. So I don't even think he's seen it. So there's certain <laughs> things like, even now, my sister and I, it's like, she's the top. But there, I have to go with... Um, with Friday. Really? <laughs> because people, I mean, people still use it now. True. Like, there's certain things that people will do when it comes out, but now, I mean, a perfect example, by Felicia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of people, a lot of little millennials, yeah. they know what the heck they're saying, because yeah. they'll hashtag it and it's spelled wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but that one was like, you know, anytime somebody says like, something like, it's oh yeah, because it's Friday. It's Friday? You yeah. ain't got no job? Right. You got, it's like everybody, you can bust into that. It's like, oh yeah, you got let go. How do you get fired on your day off? Right. Like every, all, all those little things that you can make you think of it and everybody knows that because you do it in that that's The voice. tone, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the one I think was probably the most familiar. I, mm-hmm. I, it's been 25 years since that movie came out. Which I think is someone's, crazy. Which is nuts yeah. because I just remember sitting around and yeah, all the different lines. And Ice Cube's mainstream now. It's, right. Yeah, oh, it's totally. Yeah. And that, I mean, that movie was, I think, was filmed like fairly quickly. Like I yeah. say, like a couple of days, whatever. And just all the characters are funny. You can just totally relate to. And the well, John Witherspoon, the the day, it's just yeah, it was well, he's right. a comedian, so right, he's, yeah. right. And like the whole Debo character. Oh yeah. And the whole, Craig. Yeah. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the store right quick, give yeah. us some cigarettes. So, anyway, that was one of, uh, I think, I mean, a lot of people quote The Princess Bride, and I know I'll get shot right off for this, but I've never seen it. And I probably, yeah, except for the whole marriage. Mar- that yeah. I've heard, and I know that that's from that, isn't it? Or As You Wish. Okay, is yeah. that what it is? That's, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably one of the ones I can think of at the moment. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the we you, we we turn this off, you're yeah, gonna be then I'm gonna remember thing. a few more. Okay, do you have any suggestions for me? I can't because I would give away what I had. Well, but... could you at least trigger my memory on something well, else? Airplane, like, airplane to me is the most. Yes, so, God. There are so many one liners. That's one that my there's... sister and I do all the time. Yeah. and even now it's like, uh, do you speak jive? Yeah, that's all you need. Oh, uh, and I have a friend that actually can speak <laughs> and goes into the whole this whole dialect, <laughs> and it's like he's a. Five foot eight redheaded right. white guy, and it's even funnier. But that the way. problem, like, if someone were to see it now, they're not going to understand how funny it is because it's Mrs. Cleaver oh, speaking right. jive. Exactly. And so, and who's the most it. wholesome white bread? Right. See, 50s. that's the thing that's yeah. hard about the, the newer generation. No. Like, uh, my sister, when Michael Jackson had a special like years ago with his yeah. brothers, and it was like that. Uh, I was talking to a client, and she was 15, and I was like, oh my God, Michael Jackson's like whiter than I am. And yeah. she looked kind of confused, and she's yeah. like, 
well, was he in different color? And I was like, what? Whoa. Because yeah, yeah. by the time she knew who Michael Jackson was, he was, he was already a freaky looking white guy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he used to be black, honey. Yeah. I'm like, didn't you see his brothers that yeah. he was dancing with? She goes, well, I thought they were his brothers. I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, not <my> brothers. <laughs> They're not his brothers. Oh, my God. They're his brothers. brothers. Like, by birth. I, yes. Biological was, brothers. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I had yeah. to just explain that to her. It's, it's like the whole generation gap. the whole Marky Mark thing. That's Who, another. Nobody ugh. even knows. No, I had a, another client that he we were talking about you know mark Wahlberg films and i was like you know brought up the whole calvin klein yeah. and Times square no that was clue. that was pretty controversial it was 15 year old kate moss and i said something about well you know when he was rapping he was like what my client was maybe 25 yeah well he was a rapper he's like no i'm all yes, yes. and i'm like you got 40 bucks to throw down on this <laughs> bet right now because i could use it yeah um so i brought up like on the my iPad, I'm like, here. And I, it was like an interview, mm-hmm. ironically, in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg's like, yo, yo. He was yeah. so like, I'm thugged. And he's yeah. like, this is a movie, right? I'm yeah. all, no. no this this is-, is real life. This is him. And it was like, I just told him that there was no such thing as Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> he was very confused. Um, but it, I mean, it's pretty hilarious, actually. That's another it. episode. Like, people that totally, they were one thing or they right. act, and then they totally changed their career. It happens in music a lot. It does. Where, you you know, maybe they were in a hair, like, Alice in Chains, they were a hair band. Right. And they became, like, a grunge band. Pantera was a hair band. Became of course a, you know thr- Yeah, but I mean, this. yeah. Well, Alanis Morissette was like a Debbie Gibson. There you go. And then she was all, ugh, tragic and affected. Tori Amos <laughs> had a band, I think it was like Tori Can't Speak. Or, or something like that. Well, then how could she sing? Right. <laughs> exactly. It was like, or so, it was something supposed to be funny. But no, it was way before she did the singer-songwriter thing. It was almost like 80s pop stuff. But people it's, will do what they got to do. People do what they got to do. That's a whole other show. Are we going to have to cut this in two? The, no, I'm keeping this. This is good shit. So. Thanks, Sarah. All right. I'll say what you want. Oh, I need to borrow your car right quick. What kind of shit is week we're going to do your favorite movie that has tons of quotes in it where you're just you don't even think about it it just comes out of you it's like in your dna so i'm I'm looking forward to hear what uh, that movie is going to be yeah so i didn't grow up with cable television so we just watched movies over and over and Mm -hmm. over and over and over um so every movie became a quotable movie because it was like all we had in our arsenal that's right but the one that was like iconic was princess bride perfect so everything from like the sword fight scene where he's like, I am not left-handed to like, I okay powder. I bet my life on it. Like there are all these one-liners that are just so great. So good. And we, my fiance and I always quote um, where he's on the boat and 
he's like, no more rhymes now. I mean it. Because <laughs> well, anybody yeah. want a peanut? <laughs> I don't know why. So in the past episode, Gwen, me. Gwen made me rec- go do that scene. So I think I was Andre the Giant on that one. So, really? Yes. And so it's a back and forth. It's so. so good. It is so good. Yeah. From beginning to end, mm-hmm. I feel like every scene has like a major quote that people say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. They're not even like... I don't know, I'll make you know if I can't refuse, or like any of those like big historic sure. movies. It's just silly. Yeah, no, and that's I think what makes that's it fun. That's why it's so great. The one, As You Wish, comes to mind all the time. As You <laughs> Wish. <laughs> He's tumbling down the hill. Yeah. Yes. Or when they're approaching the gates and he's like, I am the Dread Pod Roberts. There will be no yeah. survivors. <laughs> There are some, and the acting is so good in it, but and that's what yeah. kind of sells these lines too. Right. That's, yeah. And my uh, brother actually had like a, a princess bride themed like wedding. Oh no way! And their vows they they did like marriage is what brings <laughs> us together today. <laughs> that's what, and, and she went along with it and everything. So that's the, the bride went along yep. with it. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I hoped it was filmed. It was. It was great. It was so fun. And now that theme, like every year they get gifts that are somehow in the Princess Bride theme. Like they got Princess Bride themed wine this year from one of my aunts. They have like a big frame like picture of the scene at the end where they're on the horse. Well, they picked a good movie. I mean, what if they picked like... uh... Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> Whatever was the hip movie of the time. Well, what year did they get married? Uh, they got married um, 2012. Okay. So five, four years mm-hmm. ago. So they could have picked The Hobbit or something like that. <laughs> Not to bring up bad memories. I don't know why that movie. They, I mean, I think that was just like their favorite movie. That's cool. No, that they both agreed on that. So yeah. that is awesome. All right, I'll be sure to put in a ton of Princess Bride clips. There's so. an, an uncountable number. So. I know, so I'm going to have to count it after a certain point. So. <laughs> cool, thank you, Enrico. No problem. Give us the gay king. I have no gay king. Basically, take his arms off. Oh, you mean this gay king? Other ways, inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. You are wonderful. Thank you. I've worked hard to become so. I admit it, you are better than I am. The more you smile. Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not offended. Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. <laughs> don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick. I've no dream of being rescued either. The only way in is secret. Only the Prince of the Count and I know how to get in and out. Then I'm here till I die? Till I kill you. Firstly, what about the RUSs? Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. No victim to one of the classic blunders! The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Are you coming down into the pit? Wesley's got his strength back. I'm starting him on the machine tonight. Tyrone, 
You know how much I love watching you work. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. All right, so we're here with Michael, who's back. Glad to have you. Nice to be back. This week, we're going to do our favorite quotable movies. So what is your uh, your go-to quotable movie? Go-to quotable? Like my favorite? Um, probably be, uh, I really like the one in The Crow, when um, he says to uh, the junkie mother, mm -hmm. um, I think it's, uh, mother is the name of God in the eyes of all children. Mm hmm like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I mean, think about it. I mean, kids don't, you know, they're, they're not, they haven't like discovered all that stuff. Yeah. They're not thinking it. So it's like, your parents are everything. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, it's just like, wow, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I know it's a comic book movie and everything, yeah. but like, it really struck me. I was just like, that's, that's really That's powerful. interesting. You would pick the, because I just don't think of famous quotes from, but that's a good one because yeah. uh, I don't think anyone else is going to pick that. So that's good. Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. Do you understand? So yeah. what, what other uh, quotes come to you? Another one that I felt was really powerful. I, I mean, I'm going to be paraphrasing. Cause I don't sure, no, that's fine. But um, it was from Gattaca. Okay. And um, it's a scene where um, Ethan Hawke is talking to, um, ah, I forgot her name. Um, anyway, the lead mm -hmm. female actress, actor, um, I could see her face, but her name's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But, uh, but um, he was talking to her and he was saying something like along the lines of, you spent the whole you spent your whole life letting people tell you who you are and how to be when you yourself can't even just go out and just be yourself, be who you are and not care what people say, just go and achieve what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I mean just a little bit of background on Gattaca, it's just yeah. like the whole movie is just basically people mess with your DNA, so you have an edge in society. And he's this character that's supposedly this god character where he's naturally born and he's achieving these things and she's trying to understand why. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to explain to her like in that moment you know, it's like a, it's a microcosm, the macrocosm. Yeah. You're letting society dictate who you are. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I was like really, really powerful yeah. to me. So this is good. You chose two non-comedy movies, so that's good because the only thing that came to me were comedies. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because the, they seem to be the most, like, the one-liners that stick <laughs> yeah. with you. So that's really good. It's kind of funny when you talk about one-liners because the first thing I think of, not the ones that are, like matter to me, but the ones I remember most sure. is because I watched it a bunch of times as right. a kid. It's Tombstone. Interesting. Yeah, like a million quotes yeah. in there. Like... <laughs> Um, hey Johnny Ringo, you yeah. look like someone just oh. walked over your grave. <laughs> I recall a comedy line. Alrighty then. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's that's like you got no, but it, it sticks okay. with you. Yeah. What is alright then? You yeah, know, you might ask. Yeah. you could any Keanu movies. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. He makes that turn. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking earlier, like any Jack Nicholson movie. That guy's got like a million one. Like he's a Batman. Like look at oh, all I those know. beautiful. Like where does he get those beautiful toys? And if you ever oh, <laughs> dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, moon yeah, yeah, I like exactly. the sound of it. Yeah. Okay. And then if you're a good man, we're talking about that earlier. I'm that, sure everyone's talking absolutely. about absolutely. Uh, no, well, yeah, I'm sure they might come up with it. But way back when in the '70s, Carnal Knowledge, mm. it's with. Um, Candace Bergen and he just goes on this rant that Howard Stern used to play like all the time oh, he's, yeah. just, he's so fed up with her and he's like well Jack Nicholson yeah and he's like you, you make a pretty good goddamn living sitting on this bed all day try vacuuming <laughs> and so yeah it's like yeah, yeah it's worth it just for that scene so I'll yeah. spice that one up but uh, no this all is work great and no play makes Jack a dull boy wasn't something he ever actually said right he just typed it a million times Correct. <laughs> oh, there's a t there's a bunch in The Shining too. Yeah. Even just here's Johnny, which I, know, I think right? he ad libbed right. too. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> or he yeah he threw that one in. So that's no, that's great. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Jonathan, do you want it over between us? Why does it have to be one way or the other? You don't want me to leave. I want you right here where you belong. 
What about you? When I'm here, I'm here. When I'm not here, I'm I'm there. Where? Wherever. All right. Where the fuck is my shoehorn? This place is a mess. There's not any food in the house. Half the time you look like you fell out of bed. You spend more time in bed than any other human being past the age of six months than I ever heard of. The reason I sleep all day is because I can't stand my life. What life? Sleeping all day. Okay, so Josephine is back, and we're going to talk about our favorite quotable movies. And it's not just one or two quotes. It's basically these movies are inundated with quotes, and they just Eminently come to... quotable. Exactly. Yes. And so okay. uh, it's hard, but there are definitely movies. These are movies that are in your DNA. When you hear someone quote a line from it, you immediately know it's that movie. Okay. It's or something like, like that. It's, it's more the other way around. I think okay. of this movie, I think of different quotes. That That's fine. Yeah. When I'm looking at my list, uh -huh. they tend to be more toward like the older like section. So not necessarily black and white, but... Yeah. Um, so An Affair to Remember. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Which so. is a remake of... Love... Not Love Story. Is it Love Story? Love no, Affair. No, Love Affair. Yeah. Yeah. Irene Dunn and... And it's almost... Not shot for shot, but very close, it's right? It's pretty much shot for shot. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was uh, Irene Dunn and I think, was it Charles Boyer? I believe Maybe. it was Charles Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, the remake, obviously, with Cary Grant and uh, Deborah Kerr. Deborah Kerr. Kerr. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But no, that's a great one. So. Yeah, so my favorites are... Um, this was cold, I thought. I mean, I'm obviously for Deborah Carr and Cary Grant. Sure. But when she breaks up with her fiancé and he says... Can't you see I'm in love? And she goes, So am I. That's yeah. cold. That's, I know, That's but cold. it's a but it's a perfect line. It's like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, and then when she says, All I could say was hello, when she sees Carrie Graham, oh, <laughs> you're milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course that winter must be cold for those with no more memories. Uh -huh. Um and then my other ones are this really great black and white movie that I bring up all the time and virtually no one has seen it. It's called A Letter to Three Wives. I believe I've seen it. Um, God, who, who's in it? Kirk Douglas is in yes. it. Yes. And, oh, I forgot her name, but she plays the... Um, is it Janine Crane? Oh, I'll look maybe. It up, so. But she plays the nurse to um, to Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window. And in a oh, Grace Kelly? Is that... No, 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 no. 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 Um, you know, she's, yes, I know. she's she, really sassy. She's, she's in all those Doris Day movies with Rock Hudson. Yes. yes she's she also in a letter, letter to Three Wives, and she's hilarious. And just that movie just has so many really funny quotes. Um, 
So there's that scene where... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I have seen this. So it's uh, Linda Darnell, mm -hmm. uh, Anne Southern, mm -hmm. Janine Crane it was in it. Mm -hmm. and Kirk pa Douglas. And Paul Douglas, who I don't know if you ever saw the original Angels in the Outfield. He plays the manager. No. Yeah. You, you'll know him when you see him. Like, okay. Some of that stuff. But no, I... Thelma love Ritter the, is, the, you, is the woman you're thinking of. That's yeah. her. Mm -hmm. I love her. Did you... So did you like it? I did. I did. I, I mean, I think of quotes from there... I, they, they come up all the time, and mm -hmm. I love Kirk Douglas's quote. I mean, his whole monologue about being an English teacher, a high school English teacher, yeah. and just how there is just no um, appreciation for it, and yet he loves it. He feels like it's it's noble, mm -hmm. and um, I just find it's even though it was like from I don't know nineteen forty. It was nineteen forty nine. Yeah, yeah, like it's so relevant for today. Oh right? yeah. And those are the good movies that, that it, they're timeless. Yeah. I believe I first saw it. Uh, it's coming back to me now. It was on KQD, like, in the very, like, a long, like, way long time ago. So I'm going to have to go and rewatch it again. So. Yeah, I saw it when I um, was recovering from ankle surgery. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. It was on TCM. Uh -huh. And um, I think it was, was it Ileana Douglas that was talking about how much she loved it? I think, like, yeah. the Joseph Man Mankiewicz yeah. mm -hmm. directed it. Yeah. And I just loved the, the different lines in it. And I love that Ben Mankiewicz is his son. The host, he's like the uh, second to Robert Osborne yeah. when he um, intros the movies. So, yeah. 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 Oh, I love him. So, yes. yeah, there are lots of good quotes in that one. Uh -huh. um, Joe versus the Volcano. Really? I think. Isn't that the movie that everyone points out that like when it came out it bombed? Right. But now, now it's a cult classic. Now it's a cult classic, yeah. and you watch it, and you're like, you know what? It's actually a pretty good movie. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because that's the one in the Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan um, that people forget about. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that was the first one together. Was it? Yeah, I yeah, believe because it was yeah. in the late '80s. Or, and then or they did, did Sleepless in Seattle, yep. and then You've Got Mail. Yep. Um, you should do a whole episode about You've Got Mail versus Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, or... Because people are very... I think there's like a Vulture article about people arguing which one is superior, the superior amount of comedy. That's tough. I'd probably lean towards Sleepless. Um, and the only reason is because um, the other one's kind of a re It is a remake of Shop Around the Corner, but... It is. Um, but I it mean, still holds up. I mean... It, it still holds up. Yeah. It's really charming. Mm -hmm. I love the wardrobe. Yeah. But my, my issue with... You've got mail. Is that by the time it came around, it just seemed a lot more self-aware. Like yeah. it was doing a lot of cutesy, romantic comedy things. Where Sleepless in Seattle, I don't think it had gotten quite there yet. Yeah, it, it felt more organic. And it did. That that a lot more endearing mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Even though even Sleepless in Seattle plays a nod to An Affair to Remember, so which is great. So yeah, yeah. I love how we tie it all back. Yes. That's good. Yeah. So Jupiter's the volcano, mm -hmm. uh, Galaxy Quest, which I mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know when. Their ship gets attacked by Ceres, and they don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. And then they see Alan Rickman's character leave, and she's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "To find a pub." <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman's so good in that. Yeah, and then Sigourney Weaver, I think one of the most all-time underrated comedic actresses ever, because she's known for like aliens. aliens. She's known for um, Girls in the Mist yeah. and doing all these dramas, but she's so hilarious in this. I mean, so she can do Ripley, and she can yeah. do Galaxy Quest, yeah. which is pretty much just eye candy the whole time. And I think we've talked about it. Like, Working Girl is a really underrated yes. comedy, and she's great in that. She's great in Ghostbusters, you know. But, she's yeah. fantastic, yeah. yeah. And when she says, um, when Tim Allen is like, he go, he does the, the kill sign, yeah. and she just thinks, oh, yeah, he's just saying we're dead. Yeah. And he's just like, why didn't you mute? And she's like, like I know where the hold button is. <laughs> yeah, I just... 
Yeah, I love that. And then like minors, not minors. Yeah. It must be the minors, right? Do you ever watch the show? Mm-hmm. And then when she and Tim Allen go through the, the choppy things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She goes, yeah. whoever wrote this episode should die because everything is. Not to go on a tangent, but I keep telling you to watch Veronica Mars. And the the main alien in Veronica Mars is the dad. Or, sorry, the main alien in... Is it Ennio? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he plays the, Veronica Mars' dad. Yeah. So, yeah. He's so great. He was in... Was it News Radio? No. Yeah. Yeah. Was he News Radio? I think so. No, yeah. no, no. It was the other one. Was he in News Radio? No, no, no. It was I'll have the to other. look it up. Okay. Yeah. But no, he's a great actor. So yeah. he's really good in Galaxy Quest. Like, oh, yeah. he's so good. Yeah. I think... I love how they just captured how they were just relentlessly naive. Oh, yeah. They just were never, ever, ever going to believe that everything is fake. That's right. So, like, earnest. Yeah. And, and that's just, why it works. Like, they, they kind of play it straight. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Dwight from The Office is also in it. Yes, yes. yes. Such a good <laughs> <laughs> The other one is Charade oh, with Cary Grant. It's the Hitchcock movie that was never a Hitchcock movie, basically. like it, It's so much like a Hitchcock movie, but mm-hmm. Stanley Donnan directed it. But mm-hmm. everyone thinks it's a Hitchcock movie. People think, because the humor in it is, you know, it, yeah, I can see how, how they're saying And the twist. It. That's yeah. The, that's the Hitchcock thing. Yeah. But. And... I mean, I guess I could see it also because Audrey Hepburn is very aggressively pursuing Cary Grant. Right. And I had read that Cary Grant didn't like the age difference between them. Mm-hmm. So he insisted that that her character really pursue his character. So mm. it didn't seem like a So pervert. he didn't seem creepy, yeah. Yeah. That was one of his last films, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's a, that's a really um, forgotten, um, you know, kind of great spy thriller. Um, and it's really, yeah. really well done. Yeah. Fantastic wardrobe. Yeah. Love the line. So my favorites are um, when she says, how do you shave in there? She's so flirty with oh, yeah. him. It's, yeah. it's crazy. When he says, you know what's wrong with you? And she goes, nothing. And <laughs> she's, she's just really great. There's so many good character actors, all the villains, you know, like uh, George Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And, Walter Matthau. Yeah, and J- uh, James Coburn. And mm-hmm. yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my all-time favorite, the gold standard. It's When Harry Met Sally, written by Nora Ephron. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who also so. wrote... Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. so um, one of my favorite all-time lines, and I feel mm. like I could quote it, I could bring it up constantly in this period that we're living in now, mm. is when she says to Harry, you're a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. <laughs> and I mean, you can just really hear Nora Ephron's voice yeah. in, this, in this script. And um, my other favorite line is from Car- uh, Carrie Fisher, spoken in the background, okay? This is how great she is. And mm-hmm. she says... Everybody thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor, but they couldn't possibly all have good taste. It's when she's talking to Bruno Kirby. Yeah. I love yeah. the late great Bruno Kirby. I know. Um, and he says pesto is the quiche of the eighties. I mean, this this, this the is great so lines. dated, but yeah. it's so great. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, one more thing. And then yeah, when, she's, when they're talking about Casablanca, mm-hmm. and he's talking about ooh, Ingrid Berman, and she's low maintenance, and she's like, "What's that? Low maintenance, high maintenance." And he says, she says, which one am I? And he's like, you're the worst kind. And you think you're low maintenance, but really you're high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking about how, her ordering technique, about how she wants this and this and oh, this. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. then he's, and she goes, well, I just want things that I want. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> high maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one is The Apartment, which is, yeah. you've seen The Apartment. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Shirley MacLaine and Fred McMurray. Yeah, and the and whole thing Jack is just always kind of calling back to itself. Yeah. But I love um, the line when she says, when you're in love with a married man, you shouldn't wear mascara. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole line about being a mensch. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I cook, crumbled cookie-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so my other, my last one, yeah. departure from all these kind of classic old mm-hmm. movies, 
is idiocracy. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's just kind of like what we're living in now. It's very scary. <laughs> the people have said that the, the prophecy of Mike Judge, how brilliant he is, has just kind of got... Which now reminds me, I should have picked Office Space. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man, there's so many great Office Space. I'll have to throw in Office Space quotes, quotes at the end. But, yeah, Mike Judge is... He's, he's a genius. He is. He's a comedic genius. And the way he captures Silicon Valley. Yeah. He is like life here. What's <laughs> interesting is none of his movies are really like box office smashes, but Idiocracy and, and um, Office Space are both cult classics. Mm -hmm. And uh, Idiocracy especially, like they didn't promote it at all. Like mm -hmm. it started to take off during like DVD uh, yeah. rentals and things like that. I mean, I just I just saw that it was it was in 2006. It was yeah. 10 years old. I feel like Office Space, maybe because of Jennifer Aniston, yeah. it got a little bit more play than Idiocracy. I feel like Idiocracy kind of like not fell asleep, but yeah. it just, it just kind of dropped off people's radars even more yeah. than Office Space. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is truly frightening yeah when you when you see like the like president camacho oh she, totally <laughs> and, and it's just, all reality tv it's all reality yeah. and it's 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 true it happens yeah. but then like just the whole electrolytes what the hell are electrolytes why yeah. are yeah and you know, we're watering yeah. our plants with electrolytes but nobody knows what they are and maybe because i drink so much water but yeah. i love it when he keeps asking for water they're like like in the toilet yeah like, exactly. why did you like, drink water yeah it's yeah. just complete yeah, yeah. It is, it's it's really brilliant because it's not too far-fetched so. and just the way um, the way in in the future people are so willfully ignorant yeah. that it, you know I think the narrator was saying that the main character Joe when he just tried to speak to people what he thought was a normal voice he sounded pompous and, right and yes it's 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 kind of true now it's like if you just kind of pursue knowledge mm -hmm. and are enthusiastic about things you're kind of made fun of and it's. Well, I think it comes back to, you know, everyone is so focused on their technology that just the interpersonal communication is lost. Mm. And uh, it's going to only get worse, you know. And this is why people are on Tinder and everything. Like, you know, maybe it's good not to go to the bars and, and pick up people anymore. But you're going to, you know, there is something to that mm -hmm. where, you know, you are <laughs> practicing. It is a skill. It's not... Um, yeah, I think yeah. that in that book um, that Aziz Ansari wrote, Modern mm -hmm. Romance, he was talking about, I, I'm pretty sure he said this, that people forget that behind a anything, behind a profile, behind an Instagram feed or whatever, there was a person behind that. Yeah. People kind of forget that as they're interacting. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you could be chatting away, but then when you actually meet, like, it's... You're, that wall is gone yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, that human emotion has to come out somehow yeah and sometimes exactly. it doesn't so. yeah shit gets real yeah it, uh, there you go that's a perfect quote alright those are great thank you so much I don't know how yeah. I'm going to put all these uh, clips so you better pick your faves and, I will I pick my faves okay and we'll, we'll dump them in at the end okay. so thank you Josephine yeah oh, Ingrid Bergman now she's low maintenance low maintenance there are two kinds of women high maintenance and low maintenance and Ingrid Bergman is low maintenance an LM, definitely. Which one am I? You're the worst kind. You're high maintenance, but you think you're low maintenance. I don't see that. You don't see that? Waiter, I'll begin with a house salad, but I don't want the regular dressing. I'll have the balsamic vinegar and oil, but on the side. And then the salmon with the mustard sauce, but I want the mustard sauce on the side. On the side is a very big thing for you. Well, I just want it the way I want it. I know. High maintenance. Okay, so we're back this week, and, and Gwen has decided to do yet another quiz after th the success of the Christmas story, so I don't know if I'm going to have the same amount of success, because I think I only had two wrong, even though I had to audit you about what street, <laughs> Cleveland Street, 
Uh, he lived on, but that's okay. Well, so we'll see about this one. But that was fun. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to this right. this one. So this is another damn movie memory quiz. Ready? Damn good movie memory quiz. Damn good movie memory quiz. Which is a tribute to, um, I believe, Twin Peaks. Oh, it is. Well, that's what Galen helped come up with that, but that's ah. that's neither here nor there. Nice. Yes. Okay, you All ready? Right. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So the first one. This is my house. I have to defend it. Do I get multiple choice or I just have to know off the top of my head? Okay. This is my house. I have, to, I have no idea. No? This could be a, this could be bad. This could be bad. <laughs> so the other one went really well. This is my house. I have to, and this is, there's no multiple choices on these? No, but okay, I'll give you a clue. Yeah? Is it either... Um, when was the movie made? What year? I'm not sure. This is my house. Okay, is it either Cider House Rules or Home Alone? Oh, then it's got to be a home alone. Ding! <laughs> Thanks. Or a half a ding. Half a ding, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. The next one. So you should have done like, uh, yeah, you filthy animal or something like that. But keep the change, you filthy animal. I thought I'd give you some hard ones because I thought you would know the most popular ones. So, okay. We, we shall see. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one. Yeah. The dude abides. Oh, that's the big Lebowski. Very good. Thank See? You. Ding! Thank you. <laughs> See? Was it that easy? That okay. was easier, yes. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Princess Bride? No. in the... I have no idea, then. Monty Python. I'm not... So, if you listen to last episode, you'll know that I can never get through a whole Monty Python movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Though I do know about the... Uh, what was it? The Spanish Inquisition or something. Was it? So I don't remember. Okay. I'm not a Monty Python fan. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were. So that's, I threw that in there. The, it's named after my name, you know, the life of Brian, but sorry. That's where it stops. <laughs> okay. This one is a baseball question, so you okay. better know this one. I hope so. I loved baseball ever since Arnold Rothstein fixed a World Series in 1910. Oh. I loved baseball ever since Arnold Rothstein fixed the World Series in 19, sorry, 1919. Yeah, because that would have been the Black Sox scandal. Ah, I know this. Do you want a clue? Well, when was the movie made? I'm not sure. I have to look it up. Just the Benchwarmers? No. No. I don't want to get this. this Okay, I'll give you you a um, clue. Yeah. Is it Goodfellas? No. <laughs> Scarface? Or Godfather? Oh. Could be the Goodfellas. Goodfellas? No. Godfather 2. Who said it? Who, who was the line from? Let's see. That's a great quote. Now that it's coming back to me. See, I kept thinking baseball movies. And I shouldn't have been. Ah. Okay. okay. That's a great one. No. Because I, now, I I, now I can see it. Now you'll That's remember a great one. that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That would be Ghostbusters. Ding. And that was Bill Murray. Yes. Very good. Yes. Okay. They, they, they captured the original Slimer. Ah. Yes. Very good memory. Thank you. See, they're, they're, I do have some damn memory. good memory. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Next one. Okay. This is an easy one. Oh. And okay. if you don't get it, yeah. I don't know. 
Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Well, frankly, my dear, if you had listened to the last episode, I actually said this because Gone with the Wind is one of my uh, not favorite movies. Ah, interesting. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's it's too see? long. It's, it's okay. a, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, yes. Okay. And famous Clark Gable line, yes. Okay. The next one. You can get much further with a kind word and a gun that you can with just a kind word. I have no idea. Is it Donnie Brasco, Goodfellas, or The Untouchables? I'll go with The Untouchables. Ding, you're correct. Okay, but I don't, I don't remember <laughs> that, that quote at all. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the movie, but I, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's a, bit, it's a great movie. Sean yeah. Connery and Kevin Costner. Okay, the next one. Okay. Tonight, tonight won't be just any night. <laughs> it's an older film. Tonight, tonight won't just be any night. I have no idea. West Side Story. You know, I've never actually seen Murray. Uh, that's all I know. Okay. And Michael. Oh, uh, okay. The two M's. Okay. Yeah. This one, okay, I'll give you an easy one. Oh, here we go again. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. It's Chianti. Oh, Chianti. That would be uh, Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs. Correct. All right. Okay, the next one. I, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> I have no idea. Star Wars. Star Wars, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Well, this is Frank Filippini's favorite line from the original Godfather, and this is after they uh, kill somebody. I forgot who, who they killed. Very good. Yeah. See? Okay. When they send for you, you go in alive, you come out dead, and it's your best friend that does it. I have no idea. You don't have to give me choices. I have no idea. Donnie Brasco. You know, I, I, I've seen it a couple times, but yeah. Okay. It's not a It's not my memory. favorite gangster movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite movie. Remember. Okay. These um, are good. These are very good. As far as, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. This sounds like um, Goodfellas, like Ray Liotta's character. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Who played Henry Hill. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... It's inconceivable. Oh, there's Princess Bride. And the only reason I know that I, I'm going to be playing clips from ah. Princess Bride, and Enrico loved those clips, so. Yeah? Now okay. That, yeah, yeah. Great. I'm king of the world. I believe that's Titanic. Very good. Okay. See, now you're on a roll. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gwen. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. That would be A Few Good Men, the famous court scene with John Look Anderson. at you. Thing. Okay. Next one. Yeah, he had a foolproof scheme, all right. It wasn't very scientific, but it worked. When he won, he collected. When he lost, he told the bookies to go blank blank him themselves. Mm -hmm. What were they going to do? Muscle Nikki? Nikki was a muscle. I want to I think this is Casino. Very good. Yeah. So is De Niro saying that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. And Nikki was uh, Joe Pesci. Ah, I yeah. see. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And this is my last one. All right. Now that you're on the roll. This is a hard. This this was good. This was. These were some of these were really hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I haven't seen the movies. So. Okay. Yep. This last one. Okay. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Then who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Well, that was a great Robert De Niro impersonation. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, you don't have a mohawk, but that would be Taxi Driver. Yes, yeah. very good. Yes. Ding, ding. Well, thank you. Oh, wait, you know what? Thank you for talking to me for this episode. <laughs> You're always welcome. <laughs> All right. Great job, Gwen. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking to? talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Oh, yeah? Huh? Okay. Thanks, as always, to everyone who was on the show this week. We didn't have as many guests, partly because I just simply had to find all these quips and put them in, and the quips basically became the guests in and of themselves. But next week, I'm sure we'll have more guests on the podcast. All right. And I do have a few more picks. Um, let's see. So Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. Chevy Chase was at his peak at this point. And here are my favorite vacation uh, quips. One more? No, no, thanks. Hey, you got Pac-Man? No. Uh, you got Space Invaders? Nope. Got asteroids? No, but my dad does. Can't even sit on the toilet some days. I was afraid you'd get pulled over, Clark. You've been exceeding the speed limit for thousands of miles. Dad wasn't speeding. The cops stopped us because Dad forgot to. He was speeding, Rusty. No, it wasn't, Mom. Russ, listen to your mother. I was speeding. I was driving like a maniac. We can all be grateful to this man for stopping us. You see, kids, a car. Here's the leak, sir. I'm going back to get the rest of the carcass off the road. Thank you, officer. See you. Have a nice day. Also, we have The Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen, who's so perfect because he plays everything so straight laced. So, again, my favorite scene is with um, O.J. Simpson when he's passed out, and just the the, the things he's saying to it to uh, O.J.'s wife in the movie is just priceless. And of course, him singing the national anthem, so good. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit. Please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Ladies and gentlemen, let us honor America 
sing our national anthem. One movie I can't believe I forgot was Office Space, and it very easily could have been in my top five. Um, and thanks to Josephine and her pick of Idiocracy, this allowed me to jog my memory and remember that Office Space is definitely one of the most quotable movies of all time. So here are some of my favorite clips from Office Space. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. 
Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. But uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay? Yeah, no, I, I, I have the memo. I've got it. It's right. Sam Iyer, Na-Na-Naga... Michael Bolton? That's me. Wow, is that your real name? Yeah. <clears throat> so are you related to that singer guy? No, it's just a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> no one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, well, at least your name is Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass-clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Let's see. You are Michael Bolton? Yeah. Is that your real name? Yeah. Are you any relation to the pop singer? No, it's, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than when he sings When a Man Loves a Woman. But you must really love his music, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 pretty, he's pretty good, I guess. You're goddamn right he is. <laughs> right. So tell me, what's your favorite song of his? Mm. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess I sort of like them all. That's <laughs> so Ryan, I'm the exact same way, but it must be twice as hard for you being have the same name as him. I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. Anyway, let's get down to business, Michael. You know, you, you can just call me Mike. PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean? It, excuse me. Yeah, I, I believe you have my paper. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh... I use the side door, that way Lumberg can't see me. <laughs> and uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Until but, uh, space out? Yeah, I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> Good one. Oh, that's terrific. Now, we had a chance to meet this young man, and boy, that's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. Ooh, yeah. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Mother shit, that son of a ass! You, I just. And I um. We need to talk about your flare. Really? I I have fifteen pieces on. 
I uh, well, okay, 15 is the minimum. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to just do the bare minimum or, uh, well, like Brian, for example, has 37 pieces of flair on today. Okay. A terrific smile. Okay, so you, you want me to wear more? Look, Joanna, yeah. people can get a cheeseburger anywhere, okay? They come to tchotchkes for the atmosphere and the attitude. Okay, that's what the flair's about. It's about fun. Yeah. Okay, so more than, yeah. Look, we want you to express yourself, okay? Now, if you feel that the bare minimum is enough, then okay. But some people choose to wear more, and we encourage that, okay? Why does it say pepper jam? There is no paper jam. I swear to God, at one of these days, I, I, I just kick this piece of shit out the window. You and me both, man. Thing is, lucky I'm not armed. Piece of shit. All right, now it's time for the plug. So as I mentioned in the beginning, thank you so much to everyone who writes a review and rates the show. It's a big help. The more ratings and reviews we get on iTunes, the higher we will be up in the algorithm, which means more people can hear this wonderful material. All right, so go to iTunes and please subscribe and write a review. You can also go to Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. If you have an Android and you don't want to use iTunes, you can always go there. Here our material material there. You can also subscribe there as well. You can go to Facebook so you can get all of our updates. You can also go to YouTube. All right. Thanks again. Talk to you next week. Shit sandwich. <laughs>